Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. I have nothing ready. Nothing <laughs> is ready. Normally, it's it's so funny because normally it's you like setting everything up and you've got everything and you're like good to go and you're and then and then I'm over here like, oh my god, I don't know a song. Where are we? What's happening? What's my name? Literally nothing though. Like my headphone cord is too short. I don't know which headphones to use. <laughs> Bear the frunk with us today, folks. You would not believe the week we have had. Let I don't me know. Tell I ya. can speak about me. I can't really speak about. Can you hear Aiden. I can hear a lot of things, like my hair getting ripped out of my head. <laughs> I mean, that the the when you said that you will not believe the week we had, it makes me think of like two like um, it makes me think of two middle aged divorcees sitting on the um, you know getting mm-hmm. together at their five o'clock happy hour martini and they're like, listen doll, you wouldn't you would just wouldn't believe the week we've had. I let me tell you, it starts with you know that's what it makes me think of. But truly, I yeah. mean, let me let's, tell you. <laughs> let, <laughs> first of all, what we're going to tell you about is welcome to it's our turn. Queers, Queers in cults. Every it feels like every. Every time we come back, it feels like it's been a year and a half since we've done this. Yeah, and um, we act like we have never done this before. <laughs> but it feels so fresh and so new and so interesting every time. Honestly, that that it, yeah, that's what it keeps it fresh and exciting. Um, we are Christ if we, this on a is cracker. Your, <laughs> I love that thing. If this is your first time, we are a um, a podcast where I mean we're a radio show, but we eventually turned into a podcast. Mm-hmm. About we talk about our experiences as queer people growing up in toxic religious environments. So it's deep, it's funny, it's engaging, it's all of the above. And, yeah. And so much more. But you do great. You're thanks. doing great, honey. You're thanks. doing great. Um thanks. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so I thought we could talk about like one. So I want to talk okay. I so I was I, I want to catch up. Uh, let's check in. Let's yeah. catch up. Let's talk about like uh, like what's a, a prominent thing, good, bad, or otherwise, that's in your life. Because I have a show I want to talk about, but I want it. It's gonna. Okay. Well. Um. Okay. 
So to check in, my goodness, um, mm-hmm. I it, uh, I don't even know where to fucking start. It's just been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, really, what's really distracting sure. me right yes, now are me. the lights. Oh, go turn them off. That's I'll talk about my show. Happened. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll because I can listen. Yes, yeah, you can listen. You talk yeah. first. Okay. Yeah, I, great. You know what? I always love an opportunity to talk first. <laughs> um. So there's this show. It's everywhere. It's on TikTok. It's like they're talking about it on TikTok. It's everywhere. It's on Netflix. It's called Heartstopper. And it is I've heard of that. It's it's so it's so good. So it's a British like coming out slash gay romance and there is uh incredible trans repre- representation. There's you know, queer representation, there's bi representation. Um, it's really beautifully written. It's really handled well, help, written well as in that, like the different topics are handled well. It's not um, patronizing. It's not uh, stereotype, like stereotyping. It, uh, it really captures so many different aspects and does it so beautifully. I've watched, so the entire series, it's eight episodes, 30 minute episodes each. And um, so I've watched it twice, both times in one sitting. Like I watched it in one sitting and then watched it again a couple days later Holy in one shit. sitting. Yeah. And uh, I cried harder the second time I watched it than oh I did God. the first time. I literally cried like six out of eight episodes. Oh my God. I'm and not scared. a not a sad cry. It was all happy cry. It was wow. all beautiful. So there was like a mourning process for me because it is it's a teenage um, it's a teenage high school movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of teenagers being openly themselves and experiencing and love as they giving, need yes, to, <laughs> without giving away too much. It's like, there's one very, there's like one, um, there's one kid that one of the main characters is gay. And I just love how they talk about, I don't, you know, spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about it. If you haven't seen Heartstopper, you can just stop listening right now. Well, I haven't seen it, so don't do too much. <sighs> I mean, I can just like la la la. They no 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 no. <laughs> I I can say it without giving it away. But there's they 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 address the topic of like being bullied for being queer. Mm. But they they address it in a way that's very much like this is just part of my life. Like there's a, there's a part in there where it's like it's just I'm to, like you really don't have to you really don't have to do that. I'm used to it. And one of the other characters is like, but you shouldn't have to be used to it. And I was just like, <laughs> like you yeah. know, it was just that like. It's just so beautiful and it's so amazing and and it's so heartfelt and sincere and it's adorable and it's cute and it's I'm seriously getting goosebumps. Mm. There's that but for me there's that mourning process of like I never got to experience that. Yeah. And that's a big deal, the mourning process of when so part you know what i'm kind of jumping into a topic so just ride here get on this are you on this this ride with me yeah okay cool you put pull your hands and arms inside the carpet inside the inside i just quoted aladdin oh my god you're right (laughs) anyways i i don't do drugs i promise i just drank a lot of caffeine today which drugs are fine it doesn't matter i'm gonna stop talking and and anyway i don't know anyway i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what's the question what's your question we're all sorry we're all sorry for Nothing. everything um no i i like this topic that you're going on to and we you know we we have a part two that we have you know what i mean um uh so 
We have a part two. We have a second part of this. <laughs> um, oh my god. I just I need I to have go. Got, actually I'm got, gonna go. I fell off the ride. <laughs> oh, I'm not entirely sure where you're going. <laughs> I'm not sure I was on the ride to start. I with. think we got on different rides. We can just see each other across the park, but we got on oh, different rides. Yeah. What was your question? What were you going to say? What What I was going to say is that we have in the second hour of this radio show we can address that question. But oh, I like yes. I like this vibe of where you're going on. So yes. please continue with what you were saying. Um. So. The morning, the thing, the the thing that it brought up for me was the morning process of seeing something that you should have been able to experience mm. and didn't get to, and you never, I never, I will never be able to experience my first crush. Um, I will never be able to experience um, going out on dates when I was, you know, in high school. I'll never get to experience um, even heartbreak after, you know, like, yeah, like that, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 17 years old and I found the love of my life. And then they left two weeks later. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't get to go to prom. I didn't get to go to, I didn't get to have my first dance. I didn't get to, um, you know, get drunk at a party and call my parents and have them, you know, come pick me up and give me the talk. You know, like I I didn't get to experience all of that. I didn't get to experience all those beautiful things and those first experiences. Like, and so watching something that I'm like, I love this. I think it's so beautiful. I'm so happy that there's shows like this that just, it's like, I don't know how to articulate that it was like, it was just another like cute romance show. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, look at this. We're gay. And this show's about being gay. And yeah. you know what? You yeah. can still find love, kids. Don't worry. It wasn't patronizing. It was just, hey, here's another romance story that's also queer. Like, I, I, because that's normal and it happens. Yeah. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm getting, what you're saying is that there's this frustrating balance of like, I love that they normalize it, that they don't talk Mm -hmm. about it any differently, that it is simply one person falling in love or feeling attracted to another person, and they both happen to have whatever bodies, whatever gender identity, whatever, you know. But also, there is this story that I feel like is often left out, is is that part of it, where... For whatever reason, you didn't get to come out on your terms. For whatever reason, you didn't get to experience a quote-unquote normal childhood. You didn't get all of those empowering situations that were held with such grace and Mm -hmm. such stability. You didn't get those. Mm -hmm. And, and, And those stories, I feel like, are forgotten in a lot of ways. Yeah. But... Also, in a lot of ways, they are overtold, mm-hmm. you know, like for a while there, that was all queer movies was yeah. that they were discovered and someone was murdered because yeah. or, you know, yes. after some brutal whatever, yes. oh, that was absolutely. the only story. Yeah. Like, really, that's yep. the only story. Or, so it's like, I don't know where the balance is of that. <laughs> well, it's it's difficult. It's challenging, you know, because 
there's you know there's a lot of people say like I don't need another queer tragedy and and that's fine like a lot of people don't need another queer tragedy like like perhaps they they didn't have that experience or yeah. they want to or they are tired of seeing that totally or they want to start see like okay cool I understand I understand the the bad side but I also want to see the good side but um also we still need those stories because a lot of people are still experiencing them. You know, if we erase the queer tragedy stories, we won't be able to shine a light on the fact that conversion therapy is still happening. You still know? happening. Still happening. Right now. Right now. Currently and, in the United States. And I feel like... And a lot of other places. And I feel like that's that's the point, though, is like, we know that there are so many stories, so many perspectives to the queer experience and mm -hmm. and even the term queer i'm hearing that the term queer is very controversial now so i don't know what to call it these days but this lifestyle of living outside of the heteronormative binary mm -hmm. um there we we know that there are so many experiences to that and that it isn't just one yeah but for a lot of folks, and especially if media is the only source that you are consuming of gender and sexuality, diverse yeah. lifestyles and experiences, it is pretty limited to freaking Brandon, Tina, and like, uh, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, or, or, you know, this like rosy picture that like violence doesn't even happen, which is like also not true. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. So I watched the it's so I, I watched the show Heartstopper. I, I I need to look up who the writers are because I seriously want to like consume everything they've written because it's literally amazing. Like it's really amazing, and it like talks about queer and and there's you know like it talks about queer love and it does it really respectfully. It addresses a lot mm -hmm. of topics, and I want to come back to like where's the line and what's the balance because I think that's a really good thing. But I want to talk about I so after watching Heartstopper. I love like anything that's magic. I'm like, I can't watch Heartstopper for a third time in a week because mm. I need to have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> because you need to do some fucking else I, with yeah, your time. <laughs> yes, because as someone who like with a lot of mental health issues, uh, depression is something I struggle with on a regular basis. There's a very fine line between I'm consuming this and it's beautiful and I'm mourning the process. And then now I'm just fucking depressed because I don't, I will never get to experience it. There's a, you gotta, I gotta advocate for myself in that yes. sense, you know? And so I watched this other show called the order horrible. Um, I mean, it's entertaining, but the, the, the level of writing and everything was. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a gay character in there and, uh, he pretty much only, so they have a gay character and someone who's supposedly bi. And the only time that you ever know that is when he's talking about how hot people are. And since he thinks guys and girls are hot, then he must be bi. You know? Right, right, right. And then there's another gay character that's like the like a girl's best friend. And they're super like, oh, my God. And, oh, you did it, honey. Oh, my gosh. Let's... It's that. That's, that's who they, that is their whole personality. And there's like a part where there's like a, like a dangerous part. And, of course, he's like, oh, and like yeah. freaks out and goes by. the And then the girl like steps up. And I'm like, cool. That's really feminine empowering. That's great. But you, could you make the gay any more stereotypical? It's like offensive, you know? And to a certain extent, I mean, okay, that stereotype of very flamboyant cis-born man yes mm -hmm. that's a type of femininity right and so yeah. especially if like a woman is coming in to overpower 
that type of femininity, which is the weak, like, quote-unquote, yes. um, like, hysterical, just that, like, yep. over-the-top, over-emotional, like, the stereotypical, like, yeah. archetype of femininity. Yeah. The, it's it's almost like a snake eating itself. Like, yeah. good job? <clears throat> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's that, like, it's like that patronizing as yeah. opposed to empowering. Yeah. You know, like, you can't, like... Like again, it it's like get, you um, you were so close. Like great for the feminine empowerment, but like you in that moment, you told us that gay people are weak, and femininity in men, male presenting people <sighs> is also weak, and that women, if like femininity and empower and feminine empowerment is only for cis women. Like in that, that's what, and, wow. and that gay stereotype and that all gays are stereotypes. Like that's in that moment, I was like, gross. Like that's how, <laughs> that's what you told me. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I still watch the next few episodes cause I want to know what happened, but, <laughs> but still, <laughs> but the, the, the point is, yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So sorry, I'm just adjusting buttons. Um, so it was just so interesting to have that complete, like opposing, like like direct opposition uh, yeah. perspective, you know, because they address the like in in Heartstopper they address the whole, you know, g- g- you know weak gay stereotype, and they address it in a really beautiful way. And it's just one of those, it's mentioned, it's acknowledged, it's a real thing, and then the person worked on it and and decided that that wasn't for them, and you know, yeah. found their way, and it yeah. was really incredible. And it didn't feel patronizing, but it also didn't erase it. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, like amazing writers can find the, they can find that, that, that thin road between patronization and erasure. Yeah. Are those words? Patronization? Patron, pat- that is a word. I'm not sure if erasure is. Erasure but... is a word, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it is? I think so. I don't so know. So if you're sure on patronization, I'm sure on erasure. We'll We're be fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but finding that fine line between those two things is not easy. No. Um, but, and I think what usually the difference is, is I can almost guarantee you that the order, the show order, was written by a cis straight person. And Heartstopper almost assuredly was written by a queer person. Because, okay... It goes back to like who is writing this? Who yeah. who is the source of this content? Because yes. in a lot especially I mean, don't quote me on this, I'm not a historian, but it I'm sure it is a very new thing that anything anyone outside of the cis hetero white man hasn't physically been able to make content. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's like as you were saying, it's proving very clear who is including these narratives, yes. who is including these perspectives, yeah. who is including these voices in these stories. Because you can make a whatever story that's cool about magic, and but if it doesn't have reality, mm-hmm. which it doesn't sound like it does, I, in no. in the in the fact of like the um the the character development it doesn't seem yes. very realistic yeah and and it's just, it's interesting to me that that 
I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I appreciate that the source that you're questioning the source because it is yes. important. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, and I also want to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was done. all, please, okay, okay, please cool. interrupt me. <laughs> I also want to say that like, we need queer representation. Yes. We need, mm -hmm. we need the diversity. We need the representation. We need all of those things. But if you are not that person and that is not the story you're writing, that's fine. Right your story oh i don't God. want to hear about queer representation from a cis straight person <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't want that i want queer representation from queer people oh my god okay so it's insane the, the synchronicities that are happening i feel so scatterbrained and all over the place but go <laughs> with me here okay I'm, I'm so the it. synchronicity of the this storytelling this element of storytelling mm -hmm. so i was listening to an episode of mormons on mushrooms yes. yesterday and they were interviewing the person who made i don't basically he was the reason that murder among the mormons that show on netflix have you I heard still of this i haven't watched it i've been told about it but i haven't watched it it's pretty triggering it's pretty okay. culty i mean I grew up Mormon, so it was triggering for me. I don't know if it would be triggering for did you. Did you watch all of it? I did. Okay, maybe we can talk about what the triggers would be, and then I'll be prepared. Okay. That's a really, just little, I don't, don't lose yeah, your yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a little side thing, honestly, as someone who has PTSD and has a lot of triggers, I appreciate spoilers, and I appreciate people telling me what's in shows. Also, another resource for that is is called doesthedogdie.com. You can look up doesthedogdie.com, and it will tell you all the Aww. potential triggers in a show. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> does the dog die? Does the dog die? Because oh my it started God. with like animal, you know, it, if, because I heard of it. they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. I heard of it from a, a podcast, uh, uh, Drinking and Screaming. They talk about horror movies and they, and the, the one of the hosts, uh, hates animal cruelty. That is one of their biggest mm. triggers. And so they look that up to see if that's in there in the movie before they watch it. Wow. And then it also lists all sexual assault, all any and all triggers. Like for the content, most part. Yep. basically. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so cool. I didn't mean to derail you, but I knew I wouldn't remember if I didn't say it. So please. that's a really good resource to know, though, um, mm -hmm. especially if you are a sensitive person, especially if you do get triggered by things like hymns, which is something that happens at the end of the first episode yeah. that I was just like, I just had to like sit there and just like mm -hmm. breathe through it. It yeah. was crazy. I didn't I didn't think that was still in me. You know what I mean? Oh, and I'm like yes. tearing up as I'm talking yeah. about it. Like it just goes to show it's still in our bodies. It's even like 50 years down the road. It's still going to be in our bodies. Yep. Anyway, so they were interviewing this guy who is who is an ex-Mormon who is, was just like going into this art of storytelling and he simply will not make bad art and his definite by his definition bad art mm -hmm. he just simply won't make it he has a standard and my god does he deliver like that show is is a perfectly told story it, but ultimately what he got to is like he is telling mormon stories because that is his story mm -hmm. That is his ancestor's story. Yeah. He's not going to go, he didn't say this, but he's not going to go trying to find someone else's story. Why the fuck would he? I mean, yes. he is he is telling the stories of Mormons. He mm -hmm. wants to do a very, like, in-depth Joseph Smith, who is the founder. Uh -huh. 
fucking whatever of Mormonism. He wants to do his documentary, which is intense. That's intense. That's going to be a big thing. That's a big one. Um, that's like doing a, a Ted, I don't know. I don't actually know who Ted Bundy is. Anyway, never mind. It's like, <laughs> he's a very controversial man. No, he, absolutely. He encouraged polygamy with, with children, like 14 mm-hmm. year old yeah. children. Yeah. That's pretty controversial. That's yeah. But he oh, was yeah. getting at that. He's not going, he is the storyteller of Mormonism. That is yeah. his story. It's his lane. That's his thing. That's his. Yeah. And that's so conscious and responsible to me because that is what he knows. That is his life. He is the expert of this story. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why would that's he tell just... anything else? Why would he, you know? And, and, I, and it's not going to be done well. It's like, not going to be done well. The story that you tell that isn't yours, it's not going to be done well, mm-hmm. as we see in The Order. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not recommending The Order, by the way. It's just a show I watched. I would like to very clearly make that clear. I'm not recommending Not it. sponsored um, by Aiden. <laughs> yeah, it's not sponsored by me. I'm not saying don't watch it. I don't think it's bad. It's just not good. If there are elements sense. if if you if the elements that you're interested in keep you long enough yes, for the sure. shitty narrative stuff. Yeah, don't watch it for any representation. If you want to yeah. see if you want to see witches and werewolves, then watch it. Ooh, um, yeah. okay. Uh, but don't have high expectations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, uh, shit. I Storytelling, not your story. Staying in your lane. Um. um I lost, I lost, I lost, I lost it. His, I was going to say something. Shit. Um, I really wanted, it was going to be really good. I really fuck. had a thought on that. It's unfortunate. But what you were saying, what going on what you were saying is it, it, that, like, everyone has a story, and we all should be telling our stories. And I do yes. want to clarify that we're not talking about people who have, like, talent, different talents. So we're not talking about writers who are good writers. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Yes. Um, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so I am, I play D and D on Saturdays and, uh, my DM is a good friend of mine and they're fucking amazing. They're really, really, really cool. Very conscious, very, um, supportive. What's a, what's a DM? A dungeon master for Dungeons oh. and Dragons. So they're the one who runs the game. I, um, I got district manager totally. and I'm, I was like, I know I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have. <laughs> a dungeon, it's, they're called dungeon master. They're the one who, you know, like, <laughs> Compiles the story, compiles the thing, and, and creates cool. the world that you that, and then they run it. You know, they that's run the pretty story. cool. It's really fucking amazing. I think you would like D and D if you haven't played before. Like, anyways, I think I could write those. Is what is what I just oh, came to. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the I story. Would lo- yeah, like the backgrounds and the let's like. Let's talk scenes. about this. Let's, okay, let's bookmark this. So we okay. will talk about it after the show. Okay, <laughs> I'm writing it down. Um, but please don't let me interrupt again. So they um the they came to me. At one point, and I, I don't think they would mind me sharing this. I'm not saying who it is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They came to me before this most recent campaign and said, I want to have trans and non-binary people in my story, but I, Ooh. they're not, they're a, cis, they're a cis man. And they were, and they said, I recognize my privilege and I don't, like, I want to ask you, how should I, how can I do this without it being patronizing, without it being disrespectful? Ah, uh, I know it was really beautiful. God, so that's so hot. We had the, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> so we had this long conversation, <laughs> a multiple op, op, like multiple session discussion, where uh, and I basically it came down to the principle of 
if a person is trans, if you have a trans person in your story, but that's not their story, that's not the whole point of their story, then it's then it's good representation. If you are making someone trans so that that is the focus point of that character, then that's patronizing. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, okay, how, how I just like visualized it is like, if you're writing a story, write the story with whatever characters and then plug in yes. those differences. Yes. Yeah. Like to me that, and that's exactly what they did. So throughout the story, they'll that's just, cool. they will say like, oh yeah, this person is, and they've, they've done it really well where they've, put like trans or non-binary people in positions of power mm-hmm. and that are good and they also like there's one trans man that was like some old curmudgeon who had like like oh that's you know what that's not okay sir you know like that's not an okay thought process it's like this is like the fact that they are trans is is not like they're still old and they still are a little narrow-minded yeah because they're that's who they are yeah and i it was it was really beautiful and it was really amazing. And I had this point where like my character that I was creating, I was thinking about making them a trans woman. And it actually, I actually challenged myself with that same conversation that we came up to. I was like, my goal was like my, my motivation for making this character trans was for just simply for representation. It, yeah. I didn't, I didn't originally view them as a trans woman. And I, and so I, and I told him, I said, but there's representation in this world. We don't need representation. Like yeah. it was so amazing to yeah. be in an environment where I was able to say like, I don't need to make my character trans. There's already representation. And that kind that mindset is kind of how I, now the lens I view. Mm. Um, other, and that's one of the things that Heartstopper did really, really well. They, there is a trans character in there and that's not, they, they are just they're, they're just who they are. And yeah. it's mentioned like a couple times when it's relevant. Yeah. And not directly like, oh, hey, this person is trans. It's <laughs> yeah. actually just like it, how it would Organic. normally. Organic. Yes. It's yes. beautiful. It's amazing. And that lens is now how I view things. Like if, if, if them being trans is their character, it's that's patronizing. That's yeah. not, that's not what, yeah. that's not what we need. You know, it's still boxing those people people into one box the being trans as empowering as it is to be visible and whatever is not the only feature of these folks yes and i feel like that's (laughs) i don't know i mean we we all go through i don't not this phase but we all go through this time where we're very loud and out and rainbow everything and pride every summer and yeah and and for you know for me i definitely toned it down because it's it's less about being queer or being gay it's more about who the person is for me at least i you know like the event brings me to the people but it's the people yeah. that i care about yes absolutely I, I was 100% thinking i was my mind was going but yes <laughs> it's it's uh, like when I think of pride, I think of the reasons we have pride is because we still have to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, like we, the Ooh. reasons we have the reasons we have representation, the reasons we have pride, the reasons people are out and loud and proud, is because they have to be. Yeah, like they like, come out because there is still a coming out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if we weren't still 
fucking suffering on a daily basis, we wouldn't need to have pride. I'm not saying we shouldn't have pride. I'm, I, I'm full. I think pride is good. I think pride festivals are good. Yes. I think you should celebrate however you want. If you love being half naked on a float and, and, and you know, drinking <laughs> vodka straight from the bottle, you great. Know. If Ooh. you want to sit with your other queer friends and read a book in your home and be like, yay, pride, that's good too. That's however so you celebrate funny. it, celebrate it that way and don't don't invalidate other people's way of celebrating. That's so funny. I did literally both of those things. <laughs> like I was, I I was in a pride parade for San Diego as really? uh, Rocky for Rocky Horror Picture Shut Show. Like as Rocky, the, the skimpiest gold bikini dude. Emerson, why what? have you never told me this? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's amazing. Uh, thank you. It's um, yeah, yeah. How have I not? I don't know. Okay, well, yeah, so I was, I Listen, played. we got some talking to do later. Yeah. <laughs> we got some more catching up. Apparently there's more of me that you need to know. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love that. That's and amazing. Then, and then, you know, in my older age, my ripe old age of almost 28. Listen, um, I don't. <laughs> I no. <laughs> so much prefer to read books in my yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely in that I'm definitely in that transition state as well. No pun intended. Like I'm like yeah. transitioning from that. Like I still I'm realizing and going back to the morning process, like this is something and this kind of like is might be a good segue into the question that we want to mm -hmm. ask and talk about um after a break. Yeah. Um is that that morning process of like so I am I have only been out since 2013. Like, I'm coming up on, like, what is that? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> So less than 10 years. Yeah, because it's, so we're in 22, just, so that's nine years. I just, you just saw so much into my head. I cannot, like, think numbers. You're doing and also great. talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, August will be nine years that I have been out. Congrats. The, the first time I came out. I am 38 years old. Like, I have lit, like, I was three months away from being 30. Like, if you compare, wow. like, I real, I came out and, and what I want to do in nine years, you know, I want to have, I want to have my quote unquote hoe phase, you know, and I yeah. say that as a positive thing. Yeah. I as want, an empowerment. As an empowerment. I wanted to do that. And I also want to, you know, do drag and perform any, and I've, I've been able to do a lot of these things. Yeah. And I also want to like travel and I want to date and I want to do like, I want to do all of these things, but I'm 38. I'm going on 39 years old and I've got some health issues and I've got some mental health issues. So one of the things that people forget is that just because you came out does not mean you get a bonus and a bonus energy and a bonus health and a bonus mental everything that you can like, oh, well, now since you're out, we it's not like a college fund that the universe, is, universe has been saving for you. You don't get this extra boost. You still are whatever age you are, whatever health yeah. you are, whatever. Yeah. So you have to start as anyone does when they start getting older, you have to start prioritizing things differently. You know, I've been reading this book and this character is talking about how he went to medical school and he went to like music school and he quit being a medical student because he just couldn't take it. Yeah. And he chose music over it and because of that choice he lost his wife and therefore his there were there were some cultural implications like he lost a good standing in in mm. his cultural mm -hmm. um like society and and it was it was asked of him like was it worth it 
And he said, choosing music over the, these things was like breathing wow. because it it wasn't about is music worth it it's about how long could i have sustained living a life that wasn't mine yeah yes and it's like how long can you sustain living a life that isn't yours ask yourself yes. that i mean that is a very crucial question yeah. that everyone needs to ask because if you're not making if you're not happy to a certain extent it's not this easy but why are you not happy what can you do for yourself yeah to to change like help yourself breathe yeah. yes whatever oh. it is yes help yourself breathe and this is a perfect segue into yes. this yes, question. I know. So I'm just going to touch on it just a little bit just as a teaser. Touch on it as a teaser. And yeah. I'm going to look up a song about breathing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, you know, help yourself breathe. It, it, I super lost my train of thought. Oh, helping yourself to breathe has been told to us as religious folks helping yourself to do anything has been told to us yes. as something bad or something wrong or selfish or in a lot of ways like the whisperings of the devil oh oh yeah and mm -hmm. and so the question that i have that i'm answering already <laughs> is yes. what is one thing that I wish could have been that that I wish more people knew about that I wish was like from the source just acknowledged a little bit sooner is what oh, I wrote this down and I'm not going to say it right. <laughs> um, you did great. Um, thank you. What is it, it's it's this lie that self care doing things for yourself to help yourself breathe yes. is selfish yes. or wrong or the whisperings of the devil. And that being selfish is wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's something that we will explore upon After in just a few break. moments. Yeah. <laughs> Great segue. That yeah. was good. Thank you.